Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchuff. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. And today we are here with Emily Washkovic, who is the small business expert for Yelp. Yelp is one of the favorite platforms that I talk about on a weekly basis with Digital Hospitality. It's one of the platforms that I feel is very underutilized by the restaurant community, and it's very underutilized by the small business community, and that includes lawyers, insurance agents, you name it. If you have a business and you haven't claimed your free Yelp page, I think you are doing things incorrectly. Um, I brought Emily on, so it's not just me saying that. It's actually an expert, Uh, but welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Sean. I really love what you've built here and super happy to be a part of the conversation today. Well, it's super exciting for me as a small business owner that built a business in 2008. Um, you know, it was one year after the iPhone came out, which is something I like to point out because it's easy to figure out, you know, we're so far along in 2020, you know, especially during the coronavirus with technology and what tech tools do we use? How much do we use our phone? You know, how much are we using the internet for our business? How much are we using Amazon Prime? But we really forget how much has changed in the last 20 years with the internet and more specifically with the smartphone. And, you know, part of my goal with this podcast every week is to really empower the listeners, the people that listen to this show to understand that most people, even the people that are the experts, people like yourself, every day you're learning something new. Like even though you work for a tech giant like Yelp, every day you're dedicating to your craft to understand for you to continue to help small business owners, you have to be better at what you do, which means it's not just the tools that you learn through Yelp, but as a consumer, you're going to learn something that a different company might be doing and you're going to bring it to Yelp to the people that you work with and say, hey, this is a really good idea. Like look at the business, look what they've been able to generate. So, um, you know, I love for you to give a little bit of background. It always helps, um, you know, listeners to know where you're coming from, how you got to where you got to, um, especially to be in the level that you're at with such an impressive company. So, so give us a little bit of your hospitality background. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've been working since you were able to work as a kid. I babysat quite a bit, but I really got into the hospitality side of things working for a meat and catering company when I was in high school. So they were just kind of getting started in the catering world, very famous in the town I grew up in for their meats and for being a real fresh food provider in the area. And so I was worked through that whole process of learning how to show up for backyard barbecues all the way to high-end weddings and really just learned on the job and learned from some really great food professionals early on. And I, I loved hospitality. I grew up going to hotels quite a bit. Um, My dad traveled for work. And so we got to travel as a result of that and just loved that feel of being able to put on an experience for someone that was so high quality and could really impact their entire day, their entire stay, whatever it is. And so I transitioned into Marriott actually when I graduated from college and I felt so honored to work for that brand. I really loved everything that they were all about. And I got put through the ringer those few years I was with Marriott, really learning firsthand what customer experience is like if you've ever stayed at a hotel or worked at a hotel you know it can either be the best or the worst experience and oftentimes there's a lot exchanged in that experience whether it's customers sharing the great time that they had but more often them sharing what really went wrong and in hotels it's all about making that experience different making that experience go to a new level. And so after I transitioned from Marriott and went over to Yelp, I was on the sales side of things originally. So I was empathizing with these business owners, really coming from a place of understanding how hard online feedback and reviews can be, especially from a place of criticism and trying to just get on the same page as these business owners and understand what their frustrations were, but also make them understand that the bottom line was engagement is the only way forward. It's the yes. only way to see success. And, you know, at Marriott, we didn't have a choice, right? We had to respond to those reviews. It was brand standard. And that made us better 
And I think a lot of business owners who do well on Yelp and have succeeded are ones who have been very easy to engage and to, to get active on that. So after about a year and a half of selling Yelp ads, and remember, this is in 2014. So this yes. is when online ads are even just a different beast than they are now. Yes. I was doing so much helping on the phone. And I was really feeling like so many of these business owners that I was coming across were just worlds away from understanding these free tools. And there was a huge gap in knowledge there between understanding the product and being able to be in a position to pay for it. And so I really started to look for other departments of the company that were hitting that target demographic, the uneducated business owner. And I came across the small department at Yelp, the business outreach team. And what we work on is strictly the free tools and the education of those free resources for business owners. So I've been on that side of the company now since 2016. I travel on behalf of the company. I'm at trade shows, conferences, conventions, speaking and educating business owners, not only about those free tools on Yelp and how to make the most of their profile, but really taking some of those action items that are applicable to Yelp and educating business owners on how to use them across the internet. So really getting them to understand, you know, when they write a business description or they respond to a review, how can they do that in a tactical way? How can they understand SEO a little bit and really be making those changes, making those engagements online that are furthering the presence of their business? So that's the world I live in now is using Yelp's tools as an avenue to teach business owners about marketing, about digital engagement, about working to express their brand the same way they do in person, but online, which is something you guys are really great at and, and why I'm so excited to to have this conversation with you, a, a real expert in the space. <laughs> well, I, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm always weary when someone says that they're an expert um, until I talk to them and find out really what their motivations are. And, you know, once you find Find out what someone's motivation is, you realize that, you know, there's a game within the game, which I like to talk about on this podcast. And what I'm fascinated with is finding the thought leaders that are playing that game because people understand that there's a world that's going on. Commerce is happening, but, you know, COVID has pushed forward what so many people that are playing this game within the game already knew was coming is that retail is shifting. There's been a titanic shift in how retail is done. And it's funny because we live in hypocrisy. We pretend that these things aren't happening, yet I have a three-year-old son and a one-year-old daughter, and the thought that I can't take them to walk into a Toys R Us, but I, you know, for me, my whole life growing up, Toys R Us was the place. Like, if I could get my mom or my grandparents to take me to Toys R Us, like, it was the best thing. It was better than going to Disneyland. But the fact that that store doesn't exist because they ignored the internet, they ignored the Amazon, that... It's it's such a prediction of where things are going, yet as small business owners, and what, the thing that fascinates me too is it's not just for a restaurant owner, it's not just for a bar owner, it's not just for somebody that owns a daycare, not just for somebody that does massages, it's somebody has a hair salon. This is happening on a level never seen before. It, the internet does not discriminate the industry or the business. It doesn't matter how big you are or what platform you've built. If you can't figure out a way to get your content and that valuable content to your customer and share it in a way that they want to share it, that they care about it, that's a value to them, you can, you can be a, a major net, a TV network. You could be a major radio station. And there's places that are significantly struggling to figure out Well, what happened? Well, what happened is back to what we talked about in the beginning is 2007, this iPhone came out, smartphone came out, the Android, and people, if you look at statistical research, more people are on mobile search than are on desktop search. So if we're not focusing on mobile first and how do we become an e-commerce business and how do we use tools like the ones that Yelp provides to maximize the actual traffic that we're getting into our stores, then then there's a big problem. Yeah. And I mean, I think the biggest thing to think about, Sean, is this online conversation that's happening about your business is the same conversation you had hoped years ago people would have yes. after they experience your business, yes. right? You want them to tell 
their colleagues. You want them to tell their sister-in-law. You want them to tell everyone they know about how incredible your business is. And why wouldn't you want them to tell strangers too? Essentially, word of mouth, the thing you've always cared about as a business owner, is now online. And the way to grow that, the way to expand it, the way to have it work for you is to engage with it. And simply responding does so many things for so many businesses, but most importantly, it really sets the expectation and the tone for the consumer about what they can expect when they engage with your business, right? What level of service can they expect? Yeah. And, you know, for me, I, you know, because of this podcast, because every single week I'm looking for thought leaders, I'm having the conversation. I'm so fascinated with people that don't understand that every single, if you think about platforms, if you think about Yelp, if you think about Google, if you think about Facebook, these are all free tools available to business owners. Yet I have, let's call it six different rooms in my restaurant. If a customer walks into that room, would I ignore them? Would I want my staff to ignore them? No, absolutely I wouldn't. I would want my staff to smile, welcome them. How can I help you? What can I do? How can I make a memorable experience? Yet because there might be an unruly guest in the Google room, all of a sudden I'm going to ignore the Google room and pretend like it doesn't exist? Absolutely not. That's the essence of digital hospitality. Digital hospitality is understanding that no matter how I personally feel about Facebook does not mean that I can't go on Facebook and utilize it for the incredible search engine, the incredible share engine that it is because consumers are on there looking for products and services. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to your point, to pretend like a conversation isn't happening online is just as good as looking at a customer who brings a concern to a manager and just bold face staring them down. No response, no answer. And no one in the hospitality business would do that. I mean, that is why you started your business to solve problems, to create experiences, to have memories out of these touch points. And Doing that online is maybe not the same feeling or gratification that you've always loved about table touches in your restaurant or, you know, engaging with the customer face to face in your business, but it is just as valuable to your bottom line. And like you said, it's all about engaging and not pretending that you can go on in your own bubble and exist outside of these platforms. It's just not the reality anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's it's just it's so important, number one, for a business owner to understand that incredible companies have built platforms that, yes, there are paid like they have to make money. Yelp has to make money. Facebook has to make money. There are they you guys have figured out what used to be a frustration for restaurant owners, which was the model of how the advertising model, like, am I going to be on a 12 month contract? You know, restaurant owners, every single day we're fighting people out, out of our restaurant that they want something from us. They want, you know, to get money from us. You guys went to a pay as you go flex payment, no contract. I get to pick how much I want to pay every single month. I get what features I want. And it was one of the greatest things that Yelp did. Honestly, you know, multiple people in your company that because that was a a huge shift for us and my ability to want to spend money on the platform because I got the analytics behind it. And I think what we were starting to understand when we made that shift was the different behaviors and the patterns of our users, of our business owners. And that's exactly what we're talking about here, right? We had to adapt our product to meet our users where they were at. They wanted personalization. They wanted customization. They wanted the ability to control things around what's happening in their world. And it's the same thing when it comes to engaging with online, right? That's where your customers are now. That's the sandbox they're playing in. That's where their eyeballs are spending time. And so being able to shift and adapt to that, like you've mentioned as well, especially during COVID, man, you have some really opportunistic times here to get in front of a consumer, to get in front of a customer, but you have to do it in a way that hits their medium consumption right now. It has to meet them where they're at. 
I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I mean, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about the free tools that are available to business owners, because, you know, part of my frustration and fear for our industry is that people are focusing on the wrong things right now. And I understand people are scared. And, you know, I'm fortunate that we had to go through hell 12 years to try to figure out how to get people to a part of San Diego that people didn't want to go to. That was our greatest gift. And that's made us as strong as we are to the point where we're looking at adding units at doing things that have never been done before for, from our standpoint. But that's because of all these tools that we've learned along the way. My fear now, listening to the narrative on local news, reading the articles that I read, industry-related, are that restaurant owners, not just restaurant owners, but small business owners, they're working to try to find quick solutions to a, it's not a problem, it's the world that we will live in. We will always live in this digital world moving forward and convenience is the solution. Convenience is literally killed the taxicab business because they haven't recognized Uber. Convenience and time, we can't discriminate as restaurant owners how we want somebody to enjoy my barbecue. They had some people, it, oh, they have to see the barbecue, the, the smoke coming out of the pit. Guess what? Some people, they don't care. Once they taste the ribs that have smoked for six hours, they want to enjoy them on the beach. They don't care that they had to drive 30 minutes to Spring Valley to come and get them. So... People should be focusing. What my hope is and what I hope to do with this podcast is really get the sense of urgency with business owners to understand the answer is in your pocket. Go and download the business Yelp app and claim your page. If you haven't claimed your page, go on each profile and update the sections, update your COVID sections, update your photos, update, respond to your reviews, make the text relevant to coronavirus. You know, Yes, if you need to get your patios open, then go ahead and do that. And you need to put partitions in, but the digital's not going anywhere. So what tools specifically, because I know um, one of the cool things about your job is that you blog, uh, which we yeah. love. So you create content, you're a content creator, um, but that content is very valuable to business owners. So what, what tips do you have on the free side for business owners? Yeah, not, so I think, not just restaurants. No, totally. Yeah, I think the basic message to get across first and foremost is there's absolutely no reason that every business shouldn't claim their free business owner's account. And the best way to think about that is why wouldn't you want control and ownership and the ability to update and verify information about your business, right? The best way to convert a potential customer into a real customer is to give them the information they're looking for. When are you open? What do you provide? What do you offer? And that's what they're looking for when they come to Yelp, right? We are very far in the funnel when we get to Yelp. We're not really looking for information on how to do something or price points. We pretty much know what we want, right? Now we're looking for a business to offer it to us. And so claiming your free Yelp page is most important, first and foremost, for accuracy. But then profile completeness is a really simple thing to do. You have an about the business section, a history section, a meet the owner section. These are areas where you as a business owner have character counts that you can fill out to tell people exactly who you are and what you do. Now, each of those keywords and phrases that you're using to tell about your business are helping you appear in search results. So let me give you an example. If I'm going to go look for a Mexican restaurant before I go out to lunch and my boyfriend is going to do a search for fish tacos, we'll probably see similar search results if we're looking, you know, for a San Diego lunch option. But his search is going to be slightly more curated to reviews or business profiles that have talked about fish tacos. So what is your business's fish taco, right? And that can be any industry. If you are in the plumbing industry, industry and you only do new installs and you're not working on repairs, that's the information we want to put on your Yelp page to help you appear more in search. Now, a little trick that some people don't know is the photos and photo captions on Yelp. So, you know, we've been talking about mobile already today. That's where everyone is looking at things, which means visual is the most important. We always tell businesses you want a minimum of 10 photos on your page. That's just going to help you with straight up visibility. But if those 10 photos are captioned, 
telling us what we're looking at, describing services or offerings of the business, those captions, again, help you appear more in search results. So at a very bare bone, basic level, completing your about the business section and adding photos and captions is going to help that Yelp page work for you for free. It's going to help put you in front of people who are looking for what you do. And then if we want to go one step further and talk about some of these COVID resources, I mean, there's a huge of things you can do there. Most important would be the COVID banner. So on every single Yelp page, we're going to have this primary banner reminding consumers hours might be changed. You know, opener closed might be something you need to verify. So as a business owner, you can update that banner and put whatever prominent message you need to get across to your customers right there in the front of your Yelp page. Think of it as the three to five sentence direct message you wish you could send to every customer during COVID. The other thing that recently rolled out just a week or so ago is these COVID procedures and safety measures that you can verify or communicate on your page. So when you log in, you can actually indicate what measures you've taken, whether that's socially distancing within the business, whether that's partitions, things of that nature. So indicating those and really directly communicating, especially to those consumers with questions, what proactive measures you've taken. So, I mean, that's really the high level basics of it. And then when we talk about maintenance, I really like that you mentioned that app because it's free. And again, that is the easy alert of, hey, something has taken place on your account that you might want to look at. Maybe that's a review. Maybe that's an uploaded photo. But having that in your phone as a business owner is going to be so much more valuable and easily accessible than trying to remind yourself to sit down at your desktop and log in once a month and see what's been going on. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I haven't even thought about till we had this conversation, but the way that I've organized my iPhone is I literally have all my business social media apps in one folder. So yeah. I go to that folder and I open up each of those apps, but it allows me as the business owner to understand the analytics driving behind it. If somebody's asking for directions, how our ads are doing, how the photos are doing, if any of the business information is incorrect, if I'm sending them to our delivery platform, am I sending them to DoorDash or am I sending them to Grubhub or am I sending them to Uber Eats? Which one are we doing? You know, which delivery platform are we doing better on? Where's their online menu? Is our online menu going to our website or is it going to our mobile first website, which actually they can order from? It's much better if they can order right away. I don't want to make them stuck in an internet loop. I, I, I have to make it as easy as possible on the guest. And the great thing about the Yelp business tools, it allows me to do that. It allows me without having to pay any money to go in and update all that information. And I'm glad you said the thing about the photo captions, because that was a hack that I learned way early on, was that once I started adding those captions, and then I was looking at search results, I would see Yelp is an incredible SEO tool. Like it is an absolutely incredible SEO tool. And I know we had a call earlier this week, and I shared with you something that I've shared on this podcast, but I think it's very important. It's like my wife and I, we were looking for a daycare. We moved into a new part of San Diego to East Lake. We were looking for a daycare. And every time that we looked, the curated list by Yelp, which was Yelp's top daycares for our neighborhood, always appeared on the first page, if not one or two in the search results. We would go to the other ones. We would talk to family, friends and family. Where did they recommend? We'd go to daycare websites. The websites were absolutely terrible. They weren't mobile friendly. You couldn't book a time to go see, you know, to go see the actual daycare. We went to Yelp. Out of the 10 top recommended daycares, only two of them had claimed their Yelp page. The two that had claimed their Yelp page also had updated photos. They also had a link to a mobile-friendly uh, site where I could actually go and see the book to go with my wife and my son to go see if that's where we wanted to go. They ended up getting our business, even though other businesses had been recommended, but their digital footprint was like a ghost. It was like them ignoring us when we walked into the business. And that's a huge indication for me as a, I call myself a fringe millennial. I was born in 1982. I graduated high school in 2000. So I'm literally on the fringe, but yeah, mobile first. And like I live in a mobile first world and I want things, nothing more that I value than my time, that my time as, as a business owner, my time as a father, my time as a husband. 
how can I find, how can I use those tools as a business owner and also share those tools to other business owners? I talk to my friends all the time and all, they're probably sick and tired of me hearing it, but I don't care what business they're in. They need to update their Yelp business page. Yeah. I'm like, That's and the honest truth. You know, the thing that I always come to, there's this business owner, he's actually a roofer in San Francisco who he just has some really great ways to look at this stuff. And when he talks about the online presence of a business, he calls it triangulating. So how can you make sure that the multiple points that represent your business across the internet are all reflective of your brand? So how do you make sure that your website tells the same story as your Instagram, tells the same story as your Yelp page, tells the same story as your TripAdvisor profile, right? And a lot of that is about building brand identity, taking that brand identity and pushing it across multiple platforms, but then really maintaining who you are as a business in that virtual and digital voice. And that's all about having intentionality to this image. The same way that you care about how, you know, the tables look in your area and the vibe of how someone's going to feel when they eat your barbecue. Or, you know, when I walk into a doctor's office, how I want to feel when I'm in the lobby waiting for, you know, maybe scary procedure. It's a little different for every business, but expressing your business digitally and virtually is something that everyone has access to. And a lot of the ways to get started, like you've mentioned, are free. It's as simple as uploading photos. It's as simple as completing these profiles. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the, you know, the, the greatest gift is understanding the power that's in our pocket and the, the understanding that, it's scary. You know, it's very scary for a business owner, for any kind of business owner, but restaurant owners, bar, like the amount of things that we have to do to stay in business, it's it's monumental and it's never been more monumental. But what I want to convey every week on the podcast is there's never been a greater time to be in business because everybody is at the bottom. Everybody is starting to understand like, hey, next door is relevant. Like there are a lot of people on next door. And if my business profile isn't filled out on next door, like that's a problem. People are going to be on next door. Like we have to understand that these basic business brand identity that we're talking about, we need to figure, figure out how do we update that information so that it's correct, but then update it across all these free profiles so that when people do come to that playground, that app, that playground where they are, they're going to know who we are and what we do. And the more responsive we are on those platforms, the greater our business will be because we're going to be so far ahead of so many other businesses that just don't have the infrastructure or the infrastructure is actually legitimately set up to not do it. There are corporate restaurants. There are large chain restaurants that will not claim their Yelp page. And it drives me nuts. I'm like, how are they keep ignoring this incredible tool that we've used in Spring Valley for 12 years to drive legitimate business to our shop? Yeah. And I mean, you know, something that I want to mention there, Sean, is business owners like you who take the initiative and do it themselves, that is a subset, right? That's a group group of business owners. If you are not personally in that camp as an entrepreneur, as an owner of your business, if the internet elements are the thing that are holding you up, delegate, give it to someone on the team, give it to a family member, a staff member. And Hello, during COVID, I'm sure you have a staff member who would want to work for you, even if it is just a few hours a week on a project. Send them on a mission, have them set up Google Alerts and figure out where your business is being mentioned online. It doesn't have to be you. And I think whether we're talking about online reputation, you know, digital platforms, or just elements of your business in general, as business owners, as operators, You don't know how to wear all the hats, but you often have to. And I think being able to take those steps and decide to offload even the smallest of jobs, like having someone claim your Yelp page or having them add photos to your Facebook listing, those are very small and intentional projects that you can hand off that can have a really high result. And all you're doing is taking it off of your plate and putting it on someone's plate who can execute it faster. That's it. 
Yeah. And that's, and that's the truth. You know, you, you have to be willing to ask for help, but you also, the, the thing that I want people to understand is entrepreneurs didn't get to where they are. Like I didn't learn how to use my cell phone. I didn't know how to drive a car when I started to drive my car, but like each of these apps, you've learned to do them by utilizing them, by understanding. And the more that you utilize them, the more you realize how valuable they are to your niche of business. But there are so many people that say, well, I'm a B2B business and I don't need to be on it. Well, that's bullshit. Like you have to be on it. And if you are on it, the people that are on it and the people that take the time every single day, a little bit of time, over the long run, they're going to build this incredible digital infrastructure that is going to lead to so much more business that they ever thought possible, which has happened for us. You know, it's happened for us. And that's really one of the greatest gifts that I want to give. If we can do it in Spring Valley, California, you can do it at any po- any part of the globe. I don't care what cool. village you're in, because by doing it, you learn how to do it, not just for your business and your brand, but you learn how to do it for your village. So you get to learn how to do it for other things that are happening in your community that you want to share. And guess what? All those business owners are going to come to you and go, well, how did you learn how to do it? You go, well, there, it's the thing in your pocket. It's the thing you're on every day. It's that no, smartphone, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think sometimes the fear or the holdup is perfection, right? That's another big thing that I've come across is like, well, we're going to have the professional photographer come in and take a bunch of shots and then we're going to get the website updated and then, you know, and then we'll get the Yelp page all set up. And it's like, okay, but you do have a phone in your pocket that you could use to take photos and those would probably be just as good Um, But yeah, they'll definitely still help you in search results, you know, and I think, Sean, if people who are listening want to, you know, test this theory of ours, it's pretty simple, right? Open Google and Google your industry. Look at what you do. Look for a roofer in Milwaukee. Look for a real estate agent in Palm Beach. I mean, whatever it is that you do, look for it. Scroll past those ads. And to your point about the daycare center, I bet Yelp is one or two, one or two for where it's driving traffic. And to understand what that means is to understand that by taking 30 minutes to put some intentional keywords on your page is going to not only help your visibility on Yelp, but help your visibility on the Internet. And that's the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, just before we had this call earlier today, we had a corporate catering consultant for healthcare. He is out of the Midwest. He has a virtual assistant in Houston and they reached out through our website, through catering, not to place a catering order, but to place his services. So he engineered a way to find business owners that he could talk to, to pitch his catering consulting business. I talked to him, was fascinated by what he did as a farm rep that's selling caterings to hospitals with 50 people or more. I reached out to him and I asked him, well, how did you find us? He said, well, I have a virtual assistant. And I told her, these are the guidelines. I want you to search, you know, 50 major cities and put these terms in. And you guys were one of the top terms for San Diego catering that came up in her Houston search results. And I said, well, that's 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 phenomenal. Yeah. And that's literally from groundwork after groundwork of one business description, one photo caption, a review from a favorite customer. Like it just really builds and builds and builds. And something that's so unique or not unique, really normal actually is businesses that are engaging with their online profiles, whether that's responding to reviews, uploading photos, whatever it may be, they're getting more reviews and oftentimes higher star rating in those reviews because it makes total human sense, right? If I, as a consumer, see that the business owner cares about their reputation, they're responding to things, et cetera, and then I go have a great experience, I'm far more inclined to share it, right? Because I know that it's making an impact. I know that it's being read. I know that it's actually going somewhere. And you and I have talked about this before. I mean, responding to reviews as a business owner is not about the reviewer. It's about the 
image that you display of your business, of your customer service practices to everyone else who's looking at you online. That's what that's about. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the the toughest part and the, you know, part of the prejudice that I see from other business owners and restaurant owners is, you know, because it's a negative review, instead of addressing the negativity, no matter what that is, like somebody could have a bad, I mean, we're restaurant owners. We, we, we have tough skin, but suddenly online, we don't have tough skin. And like, my job is to teach restaurant owners, like, listen, it doesn't matter if somebody writes a negative review, what matters is how you respond to that negative review and that you respond every time and that you respond every time to the positive review because people engaging in the reviews are gonna legitimize and understand for themselves, no matter what your rating is, that hey, this is somebody that cares. Hey, we're humans. We actually have a human business. We make mistakes and we will continue to make mistakes. As we grow, we're gonna make even more mistakes. During coronavirus, every single holiday, we've sold out a barbecue. Every single holiday, we had different problems. We were open, transparent. We made videos on Facebook. We made videos on Instagram. But those things that we've learned how to do have put us in the position why I'm so excited to have conversations like this with you because you've been on the ground floor talking to other business owners. And what's going to happen, what's already started happening during coronavirus, this was going to happen in three to five years. But the coronavirus has either woken people up or it hasn't, but the people that do wake up and the people that do start listening to podcasts like this one, which I hope they subscribe to, I hope they reach out to me, I hope they reach out to you, because people are here to give them help. Because I know that if I help a business owner, Deuce Raymond, who is a great barbecue friend of mine that has barbecue place in Chicago, I reached out to him this week. We've developed a friendship because of National Barbecue Association. We exchange ideas as a restaurant owner. He just by talking to him, he's giving me good ideas. He's reinforcing the things that I think that maybe are weak. But no, now he's telling me something that's actually valuable to me. And that's the greatest gift that we all have as business owners is is it's not just my Spring Valley. Every single village, these tools are applicable. It's applicable in a different country. My wife's from Bulgaria. When I go to Bulgaria, I will tell business owners the same thing. Why aren't you using the Internet to your advantage? Yeah. And, you know, the Internet is a way to express your personality as well. Right. Yeah. And it's a way to really humanize your brand before someone is in person with you. And if you're taking advantage of that, you really can control the narrative. And if you're not, it's happening without you. So those are really your two choices. You know, it's it's all about jumping in and taking a part in the conversation or sitting on the silence and watching it happen. But you're not going to stop it from happening. Yeah, no, that's the that's the absolute truth. And, you know, part of the, you know, the thing that I love about Yelp and the tech companies that are forward thinking are the ones that they humanize the technology piece. They give people that are advocates for small business owners within their departments that become my go to. So I don't have to go to Yelp's main business page and send a support request. I actually have account managers for different products that you guys have, which is very exciting for for me because I've developed relationships with Brad Bohensky, who's our Yelp community elite manager for here in San Diego, who puts used to put on Yelp elite events before COVID, uh, but he's been on the podcast. And, you know, for him, his job is to deal with the community of actual Yelpers. So his job is to deal with the elites. So as a business owner, he literally doesn't even talk to the business department. He doesn't have any idea what the advertising department's doing, what the business department. So a lot of the times I'm educating him on that, but that that's a cool way that you guys run the company because that way he's taking care of the reviewers. That's that user generated content. Like the user generated content is what makes Yelp so powerful. It's those are the online reviews. But then I also have an account manager that's going to fight on my behalf when you guys purchase No Wait, which is one of my favorite tech companies. I mean, we were one of the first, if not the first restaurant, one of the second restaurants on No Wait in San Diego in our market. And it was one of the most incredible tools. It's a literally a tech tool that we didn't have to use those buzzers that they use at Cheesecake Factory. So they tell you when your table's ready. We just got a, a, a cell phone number and they would text. We could text a customer that was watching the game. Hey, you want to go watch the Charger game while you wait for your table? No problem. We'll get your phone number. We'll text you when it's ready. But you guys are fired. the best business for No Wait. Like, I just think about barbecue. Like, 
that that's the perfect environment for no way. And I love yeah. when you were talking on that other podcast about how you've been with them since the early days that, I mean, those are the types of businesses where the product evolves over time to suit <laughs> your needs. And I know you've kind of even been impactful in giving yes. feedback and that's so valuable to us as a company. Well, that that's actually another great point that I'm happy you brought up is what we've experienced with all the tech companies that we use because we are so literally if it wasn't for these tech tools, I, I promise you we wouldn't still be in business and we wouldn't be as excited about business moving forward. But the certain tech companies that, like I said, they have a brand advocate, somebody that's fighting on our behalf that will help us cut through the minutia as companies grow, just as we've grown. I mean, we went from 18 employees to 64 employees, which was the peak of how much we have. Like my interaction with my managers is less than it used to be. It's less with the customers. As you grow, you have to build systems of support, but the best tech companies have given us individual brand advocates on our behalf that will fight on our behalf, but also listen to us because as the operators, we're the ones that are using the products. So if I know that if I give a good idea to no weight, that this is how we're using it for our sports bar, maybe you can roll this out to every other restaurant that also has a sports bar component to it that has TVs in their business. This could be a valuable tool. They'll listen to it. And the ones that execute it, not every idea is going to work for every business, but the ones that do now we're actually helping shape a technology company, which is absolutely cool and incredible. Yeah. And I mean, I'll just put a PSA out there for any business owner. As tech companies, we rely on the feedback of the operators and the end users to figure out how to provide resources that work. I mean, even the concept of no way, right? If we look culturally as, you know, a nation and how we waited on Sunday mornings for brunches and, you know, just stood in these long lines in San Francisco, you'd be waiting for like a 12 top place to open up all throughout Sunday morning. Are you kidding me? And then you put a piece of technology in place, you get some users, but the only way it can evolve is when we get feedback from those end users, those operators, because at the end of the day, the people sitting and developing these things, they're behind a computer, right? Yeah. They're yeah. not running a hostess stand. And so it's hats off to businesses and companies like yourself who are able to give us that feedback. And I would just say, I mean, to be in a position to give feedback, you've got to take the first step and start trying things out and using them. And that really is the lesson that you guys have continued to teach is just put your feet in the water and wiggle your toes around and see what's yeah. going on. You know, I think that that's really valuable is like there's a lot of times where we feel like a company is too big to listen. And that couldn't be further from the truth because the best companies are they are dependent on owner operators that understand because we're on the front lines. We're literally the front line soldiers for the ones that are going to roll it out to the people because there's only a certain percentage of people that have adapted this hospitality blood type, this digital hospitality that I'm talking about, there's a lot of people that are pretending that this hasn't happened yet. You know, there's there's this huge shift that's happening where the Model T Ford is coming and there's people still in horse carriages like there's no POS like they're just selling things like, you know, I'm hoping that people are coming to my mall because I'm paying this, you know, outrageous lease. Guess what? People aren't going to the mall anymore. The big box retailers are having their own problems, let alone. And yet the landlord's charging more money to the small business owner like it's a broken model and it's going to have lasting effects. But those lasting effects are the most powerful things for business owners to understand is that the answer is in the pocket. The yeah. answer is in downloading that app and using that app. Yeah. And I mean, I want to bring it full circle back to something that you said in the beginning, which is essentially the concept of using this time to create a system that builds more revenue to your bottom line long-term. Like, okay, let's look at my dog daycare center, right? I used to have to kind of like wait and you would like in the morning play like a little game of battle of, you know, everyone walks their dog in and hands them off. And as soon as COVID started, I just stay in my car and they come, you know, grab the dog. And when I pick them up, I call and bring them out. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to get out of my car anymore when COVID's over and walk my dog in. I just, why, why would I do that? And for them, it's easier, it's faster, it's more efficient. So that was something they had to do. 
And they found a way to do it that was going to be better in the short term, but also work for the long term. That's a very small example. But I think every business has had to make an operational change or shift. And if you're doing it with a short term outcome in mind, you're probably not looking broad enough at how you can use this unfortunate few months and this COVID period to better your business in the long run and to really come up with a new system, a new process, a new touch point that makes your business ahead of the rest when we come out of this thing. I think that, you know, that's a great, a, a great point. I'm happy that you brought it up. I was talking to Jack Harris, who's my best man, and, you know, he knows what we've done and how we've done it and how we plan on building into the future. And, you know, I, I talked to Dave Palais, who's been on this podcast twice. He's been on local radio for 20 years. He's podcasting now. He's, you know, creating new media content. And we talk about the radio business and media business. And it's it's terrifying when you've built an industry, when you've built this big business and all these layers, it's terrifying to burn it down, like literally burn it down and kill the company. As small business owners, there's no one's in a better position to burn it down than we are. And it's scary as all hell to burn down 12 years of what we built up. I mean, we've gotten to three, almost three and a half million dollars in sales in a part of San Diego where we're lucky to be even open. But to burn it down where we're going to have less sales but be more profitable, nothing is more exciting because that profitability is not just for our business, but I look across the entire full-service restaurant spectrum. The full-service model is broken. For us to give the five-star Yelp review experience that I want to provide, I have to pay too much in labor. And I've been okay paying in that labor because it's my proof of concept. I need to figure out how to use that labor in a smarter way digitally to give that digital hospitality because I know we're an event business. We're a catering business. Like eventually that's going to happen. But what's going to what's most important thing that I work on right now today? Most important thing I work on today is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And I mean, come on, now is the best time to look at your PL, to really take a look at the razor thin margins you're already working on and identify where you can expand that. I mean, when I was a hotel manager and I was operating budgeted hours of staff based on occupancy of the hotel, the easiest way to play the system is to work yourself right? As the manager, as the salaried individual, the business owner. And when you do that, you figure out new ways to streamline. You figure out how to cut short fat out of your process. And at the end of the day, right now, businesses are being burned down to the stake, whether they want to or not, right? You've maybe put all of your staff on unemployment because that makes the most sense for them. Or, you know, maybe you've actually had to lay people off and you're not sure when you're going to bring them back, but you and your wife are just slinging every day and operating and bringing more to the bottom line than you ever have. Now is the time to take a look at that and figure out how to keep that revenue in the bottom line, expand those margins. And like you're saying, reevaluate where you can invest to get the return you're looking for. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things I I brought up, you know, on, on a different podcast I was on this week is that, you know, a lot of people that are fortunate to have gotten the PPP money, like that's payroll money. Nothing could be more important than hiring a photographer and a videographer right now. Get as many photos of the things that you're selling online, the things that you have in your business. And I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about a a Pepsi. If you sell a Pepsi, if you sell a bottle of barbecue sauce, take a picture of the barbecue sauce. But like the more images that you have photos of that are going to fill out that Grubhub profile, that DoorDash, that Uber Eats, that Yelp profile, that Google profile, your website, nothing is more important than doing that right now. Like that is the most important thing that we're doing because that's in the long term going to build back to that SEO that we're talking about. Yeah. And I mean, life's weird right now, right? Your customers are going through some weird stuff. You're going through some weird stuff. Put that on social. People love that. They want to know what you're up to. They want to know what weird challenges you're having in the kitchen, trying to figure out how to keep stuff hot in delivery format. Now they want to know how virtual, you know, consultations have been going. Let them know how things are going. Bring them in behind the curtain of your business and, and really use this opportunity where as a society, we're feeling a little disconnected and bring that connection with your consumer in through that digital channel. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I had a conversation earlier this week with uh, Jimmy Langley, who's a very successful restaurant operator here in San Diego. He has a real estate background and real estate development firm. But he was talking about social in a way that was so fascinating to me because he found out the power of going, essentially recording a video of himself being vulnerable, not having the answers, you know, posting that video to Instagram and posting it to Facebook and tweeting it out. And it's nothing could be more powerful because he he always wanted it to be, that's my concept, but I don't want people to go, oh, that's Jimmy's, that's Jimmy's restaurant. Like, no, actually they want to know that it's your restaurant because that's going to compel them to want to support you. And the fact that you don't have all the answers and you are struggling, share that. Because guess what? All of us are all struggling. We're all trying to figure it out. You know, as confident as I am, tomorrow I'm going to work on a different issue, a different problem, but I'm going to ask for help. And I'm also going to lean on my guests and lean on the people who have supported us, who have given us, you know, such an incredible opportunity to grow and expand. And if I have a question, I'm not scared to ask Yelp. I'm not scared to call you. I'm not scared to develop relationships with people that are doing incredible things in tech companies that are going to help us succeed. You actually, you want us to succeed because then we become a great case study. It's better for me to tell other people how great Yelp is than for Yelp, someone on Yelp's payroll to go and tell them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, now more than ever, take that huge microphone that's in your pocket and just get started. Just start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited that Yelp has people like you and the more uh, people that I interact with when in the company, the more excited that I get because it's not going anywhere. It's only getting bigger and more people across the globe. This isn't this, this isn't a San Diego thing. This isn't a Chicago thing. It's not a San Francisco, Silicon Valley thing. Like this internet thing is a global thing. Yelp will be all across the globe in every single country in every single market. And it's going to be impactful on every single business. And the business owners that start to embrace that are the ones that are going to start winning and they're going to be winning in a big way and an exciting way, you know, and it's going to be very exciting to look back and know that, you know, the things that you're doing in your blog and your webinars, because Yelp puts on free resources. Where can people find those free resources? Yeah, great question. I'm so glad you brought that up. So the Yelp blog has a business section. We're really proud of it. There's a lot of stuff about Yelp, but really just about marketing, online advertising, writing business descriptions, SEO, all that good stuff. Is there an RSS feed for that blog? Is there a way to get notified when new content is published on the blog? There is. Yep. You can actually just subscribe and you'll get emails whenever new things go live on there. Um, And then we also have webinars, as you mentioned, we've been doing them by different industries. So if you've claimed your Yelp profile, you'll get an email if we're hosting a webinar for your industry. So that's another good reason to claim your profile. But to get that all done and to really get started with those free business tools, all you need to do is visit biz.yelp.com. B-I-Z as in zebra dot yelp.com. That's awesome. And um, if anybody has any questions, can they reach out to you? How's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. I share my email freely. I always say you can send me a note. And if I'm not the right person, I will certainly get you in touch with them. That email is Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, R as in Rose, W as in Wash, at Yelp.com. Emily, R-W, at Yelp.com. That's awesome. Well, everything we talk about on my team, my content team, Stover and Ian, they're going to write up into a blog article. They're going to write up for show notes for the podcast. Um, We hope that people subscribe to the podcast. We hope that out of anything, people claim their Yelp page. At least they go on this. This episode compels them to go on, claim it, download it onto their own personal phone, and then start to play around with it. Um, The more that you utilize it, the more powerful you realize the tools are that are within it. Um, We're grateful for your time, and uh, we look forward to some more conversations in the future, Emily. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Sean. Really proud of everything you're doing and super inspiring to see the way you're helping other business owners. Thank you so much. (laughs) 